Don't look back. The market is closed. Good uh, Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Bit of a mirror image day today after an ugly, ugly day yesterday where the Dow dropped as much as 900 plus points intraday before finishing down about 725 points. Today, the Dow Jones and the broad markets entirely reverse course. We had a lot of very interesting buy signals today, technically speaking, and uh, a lot of internal action we're going to talk about here. Uh, very, very much looking like yesterday was capitulation day. May sound a little crazy, the fact that we only were 3% below all-time highs in the SP500, but that did not represent most stocks. Most stocks have been falling in price, have been falling in price for two months. Seems a little bizarre, but it's the, been the mega caps, the big caps that have been driving the markets higher. You probably know this from looking at your portfolio. This is what's been happening. So what's reversing now? What happened yesterday looked to have been a capitulation in everything. Oil probably marked the lows with its big sell-off yesterday of all of the uh, uh, reflation trade components that just got slaughtered. Those put in what we believe to be significant lows, and now the broad markets can move higher. This should be, this next leg higher should be a lot of fun for people because so many people that, did, that, 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 that got washed out, they're gone. They finally said, I can't take anymore. Uh, just a classic Monday morning sell-off that washes out the markets. You know, we'll see what happens. But over my career, the very best bottoms have come on Mondays. Big sell-offs on Mondays have marked the best bottoms of my career. We'll see what happens. Today was absolutely a turnaround Tuesday. Tyler called it yesterday, and uh, today we got it. Good call, son. Dow Jones today finishing up 549 points. Uh, we were up at one point about 700 points. I think maybe high 600s. Anyway, still finished up sharply higher, up 1.2%, 1.6% at 34,511. Our winner on the day was the Russell 2000. Pretty interesting story here as well. Uh, R2K finished up 3% today. Small caps have been destroyed. When we talk about uh, the broad market being hit really hard, again, as you've seen in your portfolio, as we felt in our portfolio, it's because most stocks have been falling. Growth stocks, small cap growth stocks have been falling. Take a look at what the biotechs have done. I mean, until late, you know, they bottomed yesterday. Actually, they led the way higher yesterday. Again, another classic sign along with semis and, and tech yesterday. Love, love this technical action. This, again, telling you, this is very interesting to us. Very, very bullish potential action that we saw yesterday to, to what happened today. Uh, but again, small caps got destroyed, down 10% from the highs, never ever took out their February highs to begin with. But they had a pattern of, of higher lows and, and lower highs, kind of forming a flag pattern, well, forming a flag pattern. And then, again, capitulation may well have occurred yesterday. IWM got down to more old oversold levels, or just as many oversold levels to the same degree as we saw uh, from the coronavirus insanity March 23rd, 2020 lows, if you can believe that. That's how oversold on our uh, VRA momentum oscillators, that's how oversold small caps got. Again, because they've been declining for months. It's been a brutal kind of a, you know, uh, uh, drip, 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 you know, on, on us here. 
and it uh, yesterday looked to be capitulation. So we're we're uh, we're we're pretty hopeful that that was the case. We think uh, small caps are probably going to lead here uh, in accounting terms. They call it first in, first out. Uh, small caps are first to, to to start going to go into a, a mini mini little uh, correction mode, ten percent correction, and now the first to come out led the way higher again today. Nasdaq today up one and a half percent. Again, it led yesterday, consolidated today up two hundred twenty three points at fourteen thousand four ninety eight, and finally S and P five hundred up one and a half percent today, up sixty four points at forty three twenty three. Yeah, we uh, we remain very bullish. Again, the only time you really get a chance to buy to buy cheap is is when you get these pullbacks. And again, we've had that chance in so many stocks for the last two three months. But remember, in early April, the percent of stocks SP five hundred stocks above the 50, 50 day moving average hit ninety two percent. Yesterday, it hit thirty two percent. Yesterday, we also saw the fear and greed index get down to a reading of sixteen. Sixteen. That's the lowest level since uh, just just after. The bottom of coronavirus insanity, again, last March 2020, uh, 16 is extreme fear. Here we are, again, three days away from all-time highs, and investor sentiment is this bearish. Folks, this is just this is just not what happens when a market has put its top in. This is the investor sentiment of a market that wants to go a lot higher. We'll know, again, if, if, if classic signs of investor sentiment hold up, you know, is never a guarantee... But <clears throat> this is held up throughout my career. We'll know when a an important peak in the markets is 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 nearing, or it's at hand. And the reason we'll know that is that we'll have that five or or seven or ten percent correction in the markets. But investor sentiment won't budge or just barely budge, and everybody will be saying, "Buy the dip, buy the dip." It won't just be Kip and Tyler. And a few other of us uh, long-term bulls saying, buy the dip, buy the dip. It'll be everybody saying, buy the dip. It won't just be the VRA saying, our Dow Jones target is 75,000 and our NASDAQ target is, uh, is 30,000 in the next four years. It'll be everybody saying it, right? So we're just nowhere near that. You know, again, fear and greed index at 16. A lot of other sentiment readings, of course, also hitting uh, these levels that just tell you, People are people have had one foot out the door for this bull market for a long time. And fi- folks, it's not that we don't understand it; we completely understand it. Think about the, what's happened. Uh, I can go back twenty years. Talk about nine eleven, weapons of mass destruction, uh, Iraq Afghanistan wars, seven trillion dollars spent, sixty four sixty six hundred uh, 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 U.S. lives lost in that in those battles. Uh, uh, 500,000 plus innocent civilians killed in Iraq. Uh, then we go to the financial crisis here. We go to Obamacare. If you like your doctor, you keep your doctor. Like your plan, keep your plan. Eight years of Obama with the, you know just a, really a very manipulated economy. A lot of central bank. Of course, that's what we have now, isn't it? Though, and then the 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 uh, Trump gets elected. It's a Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Of course, then we have the stolen election of 2020, and then what we have. We have the pandemic. We have the pandemic, the, the the pandemic that wasn't the the rig job of of a of coronavirus insanity. Uh, that uh, somebody put out an interesting tweet yesterday. That was just so I liked it. I, I loved its simplicity. It said, "If the media hadn't been talking about government and media 
hadn't been talking about coronavirus for a year and a half, would we have ever noticed that it would happen? And we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have. You know, we look, we, we all know or know of someone that died from coronavirus. And that's awful, right? It's a travesty. But folks, they were all unhealthy, right? Almost, I say all. Fast, fast majority were unhealthy, multiple comorbidities, four is the average. They were in their 80s. If they got sick from anything, probably were going to not make it. But if you're young, if you're healthy, if you're under 70 and in good shape, it was the flu, folks. It was a bad flu, okay? So, again, this is the pandemic we've all had to live through. And I'll also remind you of this, though, that from those, the depths of the coronavirus insanity lows, we've talked about this a lot over the last year and a half. Every pullback that's happened because of the next strain, the next mutation, that all this bullshit about the next wave of uh, coronavirus, it's all horseshit. Uh, hospitalizations and deaths have just continued to plummet. They're just plummeting all over the world. There is absolutely zero reason, zero reason to be concerned about this virus anymore. It's been a long time that it's not been a concern, really, if ever. But every one of these has been a buying opportunity, right? And they've used these, uh, these, uh, these, uh, these PSYOP pullbacks to, to introduce new legislation, to get new stimulus approved. Although I'll tell you, Biden's really struggling. I think they tried to do it here, but Biden's really struggling to get shit passed. Think about this. You know, what's the biggest thing he's gotten passed? Think about it. What's the biggest thing he's gotten passed? He's got a lot of stimulus passed. That was going to happen anyway. None of his other big programs have gotten passed, have they? Now, we've got an open border. Uh, it's a sieve. That's a real problem. Uh, but, you know, I'm talking about his, 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 his programs that he wanted to get passed that were going to, uh, you know, uh, make the Green New Deal a reality, right? And all of these massive multi-trillion dollar programs, they just haven't happened. Doesn't mean they won't, but they have not happened. And the current negotiations for his infrastructure bill are just not going anywhere. So, again, the point I'm trying to make here is that in the past, these pullbacks have all been buying opportunities. Uh, who knows? We're not, we're not saying we just hit the absolute bottom, but got to tell you, boy, it sure looked like capitulation in so many different ways yesterday. It really, really did. Uh, and also seeing some very interesting things as well. Uh, today, for example, and I'll cover the internals now because this was really powerful. I think we have the final readings, and I want to make sure... Let me first talk, start with the internals. Uh, uh, advanced decline, up-down volume, and new 52 highs to lows. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the internals here, market breadth, etc. Uh, <clears throat> again, across uh, the board positive day. It wouldn't surprise you. Again, big day today. By the way, VIX today down 12%. Um, but the internals. Uh, today we had an a, a, a 89.1% up volume day for the New York Stock Exchange. Uh Old-time market watchers will tell you you get a 90% up-volume day. That's a powerful uh, 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 thrust signal. And uh, we didn't quite get there, but 89.1% up-volume day in YIC is fantastic. <clears throat> Advanced, uh, uh, same thing with um, uh, NY, excuse me, uh, NASDAQ volume uh, was extremely positive today as well, about 74% up-volume. And then we had advanced decline. Now, uh, NYSE, 5 to 1 positive advanced decline. 5 to 1 positive. NASDAQ, what is that? 3.5 uh, uh, to 1 positive. Again, great day. NASDAQ led yesterday. You know, today, NYSE led. And then also for new 52 highs lows, 
We had 159 new 52 week highs to 105 new 52 week lows. So again, cross the board positives. We need to see more of this from the internals because the internals have been awful, really horrid for the last three weeks or so. Uh, uh, less than uh, suboptimal for sure. So we want to see that turn. Uh, you can't tell from just one day, but again, looks likely capitulation took place. Also want to share something else. Tyler covered this yesterday. We've been covering this for a long time. What got people freaked out about this market? You can say it's the, the, the Delta variant or whatever the latest BS is, but it's really what's happening with interest rates. And so they tried to, to correlate the two and say, well, interest rates are, are plummeting because of the coronavirus is spreading. No, no, no. That was never true. Has nothing to do with it. Here's why. Interest rates have been falling for 40 years. 40 years! That is both an unbelievable repeating pattern that should never be bet against. Think about this. If you were a sports better and you came across a pattern so Michael, Jor- Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan um, is, uh, is 40 and 0 in his last 40 games. 40 and 0. What would you, what side would you bet on? What, what's the bet you would take? You know, starting at about 10 and 0, about 20 and 0, about 30 and 0, certainly by 40 and 0, you're betting on Jordan every game, right? Well, that's where we are in the bond, in the bond market. Interest rates have been plummeting for 40 years. But people, I'm talking about experts that should know better, continue to be shocked, just shocked, I tell you, that interest rates can't go higher. <laughs> they're just, they just can't believe it. Well, I don't think you've got to be a rocket scientist to figure out that this is just a really strong repeating pattern. And you can make up all the reasons you want to for it, but why do you need to? It's just staring you right in the face. So we've been uh, bullish on bonds for a long time. Three years ago when the, uh, the 10-year was 3.25%, we said then the rates were going to plummet. Uh, we said a couple years ago we'd go below 1%. Of course, we did that last year. And now our current position is, again, whenever I was freaking out in the first quarter about the 10-year being at 1.7%, we told you then, don't worry about it. Rates are going lower. This is a great time to be in the markets. So what happened since? Well, the 10-year now is down to 1.2%. And our view is that it goes lower still, uh, below 1% this year. And again, if you've been on our podcast, you know we believe, uh, and this is just really kind of evidence, isn't it, really? It was just a pattern that continues that the negative rates will happen in the U.S. just as has happened currently in Japan and broadly speaking throughout Europe. Germany's got, of course, deeply negative rates as well on their, on their uh, tenure. Uh, but, but again, that's not a reason to think that economic growth is going to fall off the table or certainly not a reason to think that we're going to go into recession or anything like that. But that's the extrapolation that people have made. And that's why they say, well, bonds are, predict- bonds are telling us something. No, bonds are just telling us that they're in a 40-year down, uh, in a, in a 40-year, uh, what is that, a, a channel of, of going lower, right? That's what they're telling us. And uh, again, the new game in town is being completely rigged and run by central banks. They are our financial masters of the universe. There's no debating that by our first and last resort. And if that's what they want, if they want negative rates, folks, guess what? We're going to have negative rates. And with the debt levels we have globally, you know what? I think they know the jig is going to be up. If rates ever start spiking, they, it's over, right? It's, it, the game is over. But see, that's how we'll know we're, we should sell. That's how we'll know when it's time to sell positions and to, to go to cash or go short the market. 
when this repeating pattern ceases to work, right? So what would that mean for us? I think something beyond in this environment, uh, you know, th we have a lot of uh, technical analysis we'd use for this, but I think if we got beyond a 2.5%, maybe a 3% tenure, you know, maybe maybe that would be enough to uh, to really give us the, the flashing red cell signals. But folks, again, we're at 1.2% now. So uh, again, this means TINA will continue to be the dominant theme. Tina, there is no alternative. You must invest in stocks because you're not going to get money anywhere else. And uh, that's the theme until it won't be the theme. And it's undefeated for 40 years. Okay, let's talk about the uh, sector watch today as well. Uh, again, very strong day today. Out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, 10 out of 11 closed uh, higher on the day, led to the upside by industrials of 2.7%. Financials, big day there. Again, the capitulation in oil uh, now means we've probably had our capitulation in everything. Uh, it's cyclical-related, reflation-trade-related. This is now where we get back to, again, it's a very rotational-themed market, and now we can get back to talking about good things instead of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, higher rates and, uh, and, and, and talking about inflation of it's going to turn into hyperinflation. Very, in the very near future, very few people will be talking about this, right? This is the way these concerns tend to be thrown to the wayside, uh, and uh, no one's talking about higher rates anymore, are they? In first quarter, that's all I could take, talk about. So, again, that's what we see happening here. It feels just more than a little bit manipulated, and financially engineered, if that's the way it feels to you, it's because that's the way that it is. Financials, again, 2.4%. Real estate, up a big 1.8%. Uh, really nothing to the downside. Consumer staples, down fractionally. Won't even count that. Again, tech up 1.5% today. Everything looking very good here. We want to see a follow-through day tomorrow. We certainly want to see the internals. Really need to have back-to-back -back days of solid internals. And that would tell us, along with today's 89% uh, upside volume day, NYSE, that we're almost certainly out of the woods. We want to see really good internals tomorrow. That is important for us to watch. That's what we'll be watching for tomorrow of the market internals. Make sure you join us for Tyler's podcast tomorrow, and it'll walk you through exactly what happened. And our, um, and our commodity watch today, uh, boy, it's kind of quiet. I actually expected gold to do more today. A gold today up one dollar an ounce at eighteen ten, holding in above eighteen hundred dollars an ounce. We love gold and silver here. Silver down fifteen cents an ounce at twenty four ninety eight. Copper up one and a half percent today at four point two six a pound. Uh, oil today up a dollar fifteen a barrel at sixty seven fifty. What was it seventy seven just last week? I think. Wow. Uh, again, that's the capitulation we're talking about. And finally, Bitcoin. Trading uh, down 850, below 30,000 at 29,920. I will tell you that in the VRA portfolio, we took profits today in Bitcoin. We have a, a, a combination views of uh, concerns, both fundamentally and technically. And uh, we took profits there and uh, we'll be looking to, uh, to rebuy. Uh, we think it's going to break down from here probably. Uh, it's the weight of the 200-day moving average, you know, staying beneath it for a couple of months. And uh, some of the concerns that we have, primarily from a technical basis, we'll be looking to buy it at a, at a cheaper level uh, here in the months ahead. We still love it long term, uh, but, uh, but here we've taken profits. Folks, as always, we appreciate you joining us here. Again, my name is Kip Harridge. Come and join us full time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.